Welcome to the new Jordan Peterson Archive podcast, Rules for Life. Today, Jordan covers a billion wicked thoughts. Let me ask you this question. Have you ever had a wicked thought or thought that someone has had a wicked thought towards you? In this podcast, Jordan B. Peterson talks about the book, A Billion Wicked Thoughts by Ogi Ogas and Sai Gadam. He describes the female hero myth as an innocent, well-meaning, attractive woman who tames an aggressive, uncivilized man. And Jordan Peterson is about to discuss his thoughts on this right now. book called A Billion Wicked Thoughts that was written by a bunch of engineers at Google and they were looking at billions of search, uh, billions of Google searches. And you know, there's a, no shortage of pornography on the internet. And, it, and there's much less by proportion than there was when the internet was first invented. And it's so interesting because it actually turned out that one of the things that drove the development of the internet and the technology was the proclivity of young men to search out sexually provocative images. That was what was at the forefront of the development of the net. It's extraordinarily interesting. They were motivated to, they were motivated to use it for that purpose and that provided the platform from which it emerged. Amazing. Anyways, the Google engineers looked at pornographic search processes and then segregated male searches from female searches and what they found was that the male searched out images surprise surprise no one no one considers that you know particularly interesting but the females searched out literary representations of pornography it was written and so i can give you an example of that if you know about harlequin romances does everybody still know about those anybody not know about those okay well they're mass market romances and of, of a very stereotypical type and uh they're, the original ones were pretty harmless in, in terms of no violence and no real sexual contact, con- content. But that was 40 years ago and they've differentiated tremendously and now there's hardcore Harlequin romances and with, with particularly garish covers and then there's the old, you know, more tame, basic sexless and aggressionless romances where everything is implied and not explicit, but the explicit ones exist. So they did a plot analysis of the typical pornographic female fantasy. Well, and it was so, it's so comical because engineers did this and social scientists would never do this because they'd be probably too concerned about the ethics of it or some damn thing. But engineers, you know, they'll just plow ahead with no concern whatsoever for such things. And they actually discover things that way. And so they, they discovered the basic plot of the female pornographic literary product. And they identified, so basically what happened was that a innocent, well-meaning, and attractive young woman encounters a male who's a bit of a monster. And the monster, there's five types of classic male monster. For all you males who want to know, this is what you can become. Vampire, that's a good one. Werewolf, billionaire, pirate, and surgeon. Okay, so that's very interesting because well, first of all, there's a dominance thing. There's a, now, you're actually blushing. You know, you're actually blushing about that. That's very, very funny. So, <laughs> sorry to point it out, but it's so comical, you know. I know, I know. It's so funny. I, I was reading this. I was reading this. It was just cracking me up. I thought, oh, my God, really? 
pirate, vampire, oh, that explains it. What about all these damn vampire shows, right? They're so popular online, they're so popular on Netflix. Oh yes, and then there's the werewolf. There's nothing sexier than a werewolf, apparently. But I mean, so there's predatory, do there's predatory dominance that's implicit in that, right? With the billionaire, it's more abstract, but clearly that's an indication of very high success in the male dominance hierarchy. So, but there's this desire for aggression that's in that, a real aggression. Right, and it's not surprising to me to me at all. It makes perfect sense. Um, but what, but the basic plot is that the woman encounters this mysterious and aggressive male and tames him. That's the female hero myth, as far as I can tell. It's Beauty and the Beast, and so it's because well, there's no fun in taming someone who's already tame. And what makes you think you really want someone who's tame anyways? There's no interest in that. Plus, when, when, when chaos manifests itself, what makes you think that someone tame is going to be good for anything? And it's a real question, and so that aggression is absolutely vital, it's absolutely necessary. But, because it's incredibly dangerous, which of course it is, it has to be civilized. And so what happens is that the archetypal female in these pornographic romances seduces and tames the aggressive male. And that's her encounter with chaos. Now it's more, it's more complicated. Of course females, they're more complicated and that's exactly how it is. And it's no wonder because their lives are more complicated. But, OK, 